In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. He called the twelve and began to send them out two by two. Those must have been interesting conversations. Faced with the prospect of going into strange places and to take the word of Christ and to seek to share the good news, but to do so taking nothing with you, really, other than the good news and the story of Jesus Christ. No gimmicks, no props, no resources, no backup team, absolutely nothing, just going with the word of God revealed in Jesus Christ, the experience of Christ's incarnation, the transforming interventions that he made in the lives of so many as your vehicle and platform for what you then say to others. Well, I don't know whether you had a nervous afternoon yesterday. Um, I didn't because I was watching the tennis. Um, But you could hear off the court some of the cheers and the the deep intake of breath at various points during the England game. It is, of course, uh, good news Um, And whether indeed football is coming home, as the supporters were singing very loudly on the train back from London yesterday or not, it is a good thing for our nation, undoubtedly. But we wouldn't want to send our team into play in the World Cup semi-finals or perhaps even hopefully the finals without due preparation and without the right resources. But yet they too, when they go on the pitch, can't take with them all the gubbins and backup that sits elsewhere when they go out to play on the football pitch. Uh, Yesterday afternoon, um, after years of winning nothing in the Wimbledon ballot, uh, we finally got tickets to go and see some people play on court number one, and we watched tennis players go out onto the grass. On the sides, you could see their teams sitting in the different boxes. Um, And, of course, coaching isn't allowed. Um, I looked very hard for non-verbals but couldn't see any. Uh, But, again, as the players go out onto the tennis courts, they are on their own, taking with them what they've learned but without backup on resource. Are we, my brothers and sisters... In reflecting on that reading we just heard from St. Mark's Gospel, then invited to share in mission and in ministry, both as individuals and also as a cathedral community, a little bit lighter to our use of resources and kit and backup? That's a very interesting question. Some years ago, the uh, Roman Catholic theologian Vincent Donovan wrote a very important, quite seminal work called Christianity Rediscovered. And in the course of it, he uh, chronicles his experience of working with the Maasai tribe um, in Africa. He followed on the back of uh, lots of missionaries who'd been out into Africa and who'd taken with them uh, lots of uh, gimmicks, as it were, lots of extra things to try and help communicate the gospel. So they'd taken uh, schools, hospitals, all kinds of other stuff into these countries, and set up some very groundbreaking institutions. But his reflection was 
they'd set up very good hospitals and very good schools and very good institutions. But actually the effect of that in communicating the gospel was rather limited. And so he set about doing it in a slightly different way. He went out to meet with the Maasai, to enter into their communities and to take with him nothing other than God's word. To take into that context nothing other than the story of God's love in creation revealed in Jesus Christ and expressed in the scriptures. For us in the church today, when we're uh, almost always uh, reminded of the gimmicks and things that we can use to draw people in and get ourselves out, that bare reality that it is the gospel that transforms is something very important, I think, for us to remember. This week, um, the General Synod of the Church of England meets, and in amongst uh, some fascinating discussions, I am sure, uh, about um, procedure and church pensions and all the other kind of stuff that tends to get on synodical uh, agendas, there is a discussion about cathedrals. And at the end of that discussion, some recommendations will be made about how cathedrals are governed and shaped. But I hope that in the discussion they'll also find opportunity to celebrate what it is that the church identifies as the particular ministry and ministry of cathedrals. And that is that we are identified as places where worship and mission are fundamental, both to the life of our community, but also expressed within the cathedral, within the wider life of the diocese. We are centres, it says in the cathedral's measure, of worship and mission at the heart of the diocese. That's what cathedrals are supposed to be. Um, I'm not suggesting for a moment, by the way, uh, that we abandon our regular pattern of rather lovely worship, uh, leave our rather beautiful building and head out two by two into Brightside this afternoon to see how we go. But I do wonder whether, in fact, our gospel reading reminds us of that challenge to make sure that we root our engagements in liturgy and in worship very deeply in our understanding of who God is in our own lives and our own experience of the gospel as revealed to us in the scriptures. So we're not then selling people a commodity we're not inviting people to sign up to a scheme. We're actually sharing something which has transformed our own lives in the hope that it will then transform the lives of others. Later on today, we shall say farewell to some of those who have helped us in our cathedral church to worship and to sing and to make music and to reflect some of our choristers, some of our choral scholars and our interim assistant director of music will be saying farewell, although some of them will be leaving a little bit later than today. But as we do so, we're reminded that our worship is rooted in our understanding of the gospel expressed very often in what we say and what we sing. Also later today, we're welcoming the Roughshod Theatre Company to the cathedral. 
Um, I don't know if you can remember, but about three years ago they came and stayed with us for a whole week. Uh, the first time they'd ever been to an Anglican cathedral. Uh, they had such a great time that they'd come back again, which is really good news. And they're to share with us in the coming week opportunities to go out and to share the gospel, but also to welcome people into this space and to share with them. Let's remember how that connects and intersects directly with that notion of cathedrals as centres for worship and mission at the heart of a diocese. But let's be challenged also by this morning's gospel to be reminded that we ourselves are invited to respond, to be sent out and to do so in simplicity with our understanding of God's word as that which is fundamental to what we communicate to others. So in a world which is ever complex, in a church which is indeed ever complex, and that's never more so than when General Synod is meeting, let us remember that invitation to be sent out in simplicity, two by two, to travel light and to enter deep into context, to test God's word and to see whether it engages with people, and to seek that through so doing, we're able to transform the lives of others. I have absolutely no idea whether this time uh, next week we will be lamenting England's performance in the playoffs that would have taken place the night before, or looking forward to England's performance in the final. But I'm sure that we would want to wish them well, whatever happens. But in our own lives and in our own ministries, perhaps today we're also challenged to look afresh at what we do, how we are prepared to travel light and also to take the message of the gospel with us in our everyday encounters and also in what we do together as a cathedral in both our worship and our mission. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.